face the heat. Been on your scooter already this morning? Yeah, here, nice 11 minute move actually. No traffic lights for some reason, it was just perfectly timed. <laughs> Wonderful. Just around the corner. Guys, my name's Dean Payne from the Crate Flexible Office Space. We normally have the awesome Rory from Naked Marketing, but no show today. Shock, yeah. Apparently he's out there getting a little bit of self-development, you know, sort, oh, of, sort himself out. <laughs> he needs it. Um, <laughs> and our carpool honcho guest that I'm very excited is Nathan Smith from First Edit Services. Welcome, Nathan. So good to have you yep, there. Yep. Carpool honcho. Finally with us, got me mate. here. Well you done. Other well done. I know. It took me a bit. <laughs> you finally conceded. You're a persuasive character. <laughs> But um, we're obviously really, really stoked to have you at the crate and uh, part of the part of the fam. So yeah, I think yeah. you've got a little more relaxed with us now. He's like, okay, I'll do it. I guess I have to. Yeah, I even no. went to go watch a movie with you guys last yeah. night, which was great. Top go, and, Gun. go and see Top Gun. So Fantastic good. movie. So good. Yeah. Anyway, we've got some great chats today. Before we go any further, we want to thank our amazing sponsors. Today's podcast is driven by our friends at Albany Toyota. And we are fed by our mates at Sal's Pizza. And our tunes are brought to you from The Sound Store. So thanks so much. We want to give a special shout out to our friends at The Sound Store in Newmarket. Our good friend Chris Dutoit out there uh, has an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, showroom with lots of toys and lots of fun stuff and has the best sounds in Auckland. So go check him out. Wow, we're on this amazing topic at the moment, Nathan. Mm-hmm. But before we go, tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you love doing. And, of course, make sure you weave in that cool scooter you got, mate. It's yeah. pretty gnarly. Do you actually own a car? I, I do, yeah. But with petrol prices these days, nuts, unbelievable. It's not only going to get worse as well. So, yeah. you know, I hope not, hope not. But, you know, what can you plan for? So you've got the fastest scooter in Auckland, I think. But Well, yeah. Well, I have to wear Kevlar. Well, I have to buy some Kevlar because if you come off that... Not so good. Not so no. good. At least this has a shell. I'm basically just vulnerable. Not good. But yeah, so I'm a freelance writer and editor. Uh, that's what I love doing. I love making people's words the sexiest and clearest they possibly can be. Yeah. And I like writing. Um, and both of those te- seem to merge together quite well. And there's plenty of need for it out there. So yeah. so important. And it's so important when, of course, there's so many messages flying around through uh, you know marketing messages through the media that uh, to cut through that you really got to choose your your words or get someone who knows how to do that to do it for you and uh, I can definitely vouch the importance of having a copywriter to whether it's writing the words on your website or adverts or blogs or uh, getting some PR out into the media for you it really does make the difference so get a hold of Nathan Smith from firsteditservices.com Com. Yep, yep. Nathan at firsteditservices.com. That's me. I'm That's right. Ad. Email. Email this dude, Nathan at firsteditservices.com. Yeah. All right. Today's amazing topic is breaking dangerous habits. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, Nathan, when we get people in the car, they're like, you like, could have, could have, there's a few I could have chosen from, you know. I think we all have those dangerous habits. And they don't have to be like, you know, getting addicted to drugs or anything. Like sometimes it's so small things that can kind of have big you know the biggest damage so what's it been for you mate well i think lots of people will be able to resonate with this is is the idea of just coasting is actually kind of a weird form of a habit like you Mm. you just and you kind of make the excuses but oh it's just looking at instagram for half an hour oh it's just checking my emails for a little longer than i should 
oh, it's just talking in the office or whatever. But often it's all just the same thing. And we hate that P word, but procrastination is a, is a, is a big problem and terrible for productivity. If you're a freelancer, a contractor, or even the salary man, you know, it's no one likes a procrastinator. But no. uh, coasting is a, is a slight twist on that because it's you have this this tendency often to sort of rest on your laurels a little bit. When yeah. you get a success, you're like, well, do I need to work hard really for the next couple of weeks? I've got this thing. Let's just work through it. But then that couple of weeks turns up yeah. and you haven't prepared for the next move. So it's a lot of that is just about cutting, like I say, slicing out the, the little obsessions you have in your life or the little habits you have, which can be digital. Sometimes they're, they're personal, but coasting is a... It's a it's perennial a problem, yeah. It's a goodie, mate. It's a goodie. And so what one sort of lifestyle adjustment have you made to kind of make this work? My big or- one is to remind myself about the terror of time by wearing one of these. A watch. Um, a watch. A, especially a wristwatch because, I don't know, I, I, I'd rather replace a habit of, you know, the reflex of pulling out a phone and then disappearing into that black hole with turning over my wrist and just looking at it. Yeah. Um, I used to wear one when I was early teens, and then I stopped wearing one for ten years longer. And but I still, I still had this weird tick of turning over my my wrist whenever I wanted to figure out the time, even though I knew I wasn't wearing a watch. Yeah. And so not wasn't too long ago, maybe a handful of years ago, where I realised look, coasting is a little bit of a problem for anyone. I know myself a bit. I'm going to buy myself a watch, and it's analog too. Yeah. Not digital. Yeah. Because uh, I think digital these days, with so much of the the technology that's wrapped into these little devices on your wrist, you you end up just being constantly distracted every day. Yeah. Little vibrations. Yeah. Well, that's a text. Another vibration. Well, that's a Facebook message. Oh, it's an email. And you know, suddenly, the, and the worst thing for creativity is distractions. Absolutely. And so, so I analog first. That's 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 my main one. There's something you know. I love the idea that when I put my phone down or yeah. my phone in the drawer, that I've left it there, right? Yeah. And yet people, um, you know, go and, you know, I do have a, a watch that is an Apple watch. I have an Apple phone, but I, I specifically have all the notifications turned off oh, so man. that, yep. you know, when I put my phone down, it's down. Otherwise, the stupid things attached to me, right? I mean, hell, it's kind of scary to think that we're that, you know, addicted and, 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 and reliant upon having this blimmin' digital device on us. Yeah. And it controls you, right? And, it, and it's always crying out for attention, right? And it gets it. It does get it. Yeah. And people are um, naturally, and I think correctly, worried about, you know, us, us becoming more reliant on technology. Even, even the idea of, it was science fiction, but people seem to be moving towards it, the idea of being an android, you know. And I honestly think that with all this technology we have, we're pretty much in light Android stage anyway. Yes. We're so connected to these things. That what, what is that? Well, it's it's the idea of merging, you know, hu- human technology to, to sort of augment your own abilities. I get that. I understand yeah. it. You know, yeah. technology is a tool. can be used as that. But if you don't know how to use it, a hammer, you know, you might as well just use it as a doorstop. And <laughs> and that's that's the same thing with a lot of digital stuff is that it's, if it's a tool and it's used well, it's wonderful. If it's if it's abused, you have a problem. And I yeah. think we are so attached now that we're basically just light androids. And, that, and that's a bit scary. So go back to analog, I see. You know, it's a little bit off topic, but, you know, those our phones really are a for 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 the uh, 
the phone companies and all the you know social media outlets etc that that is just literally a personal radio screen that is attached to all these millions gazillions of people yeah. living walking the earth and, and they are so happy I know. that you're holding on to it like your little security blanket right yeah. you're always in your back pocket and they can get you whenever they want you that's right. flipping scary it is. isn't it yeah i mean the best way that i've i sort of think about these devices is just tiny little or large depending on how big your computer is databases that connect to other databases every website is essentially just a large database yeah and if you that's a place where you put your information and someone else can go and look at it or you can go and look at it or you can connect to other ones and at that point it, that sort of sterilizes the whole problem mm. it doesn't it, that's not very sexy to say that Facebook is basically a large database <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. but that's what it is yeah. and once you sterilize it you can actually start to use it for what it's for yeah. rather than this this weird black hole and is it interesting that when you turn off your phone you know that that old um, that old phrase of it being a black mirror is actually what it is you, you, you stare wow. at yourself in the mirror you go oh I was just oh, I hate myself now <laughs> I don't want it that's why you immediately turn it off and you flip it over so you don't Whoa. see yourself but it is, it is a bit depressing sometimes <laughs> this is good stuff okay so the, the, the bad habit is this habit of falling into coast mode yeah which uh, is kind of you know best described as kind of resting you in your laurels um, losing track of time losing track of your life mm-hmm. I mean gosh you know minutes can turn into hours hours into days days into months and months into years right mm-hmm. I mean and it's so true like 10, 10 years can you might have wanted to really achieve something in your life and next minute 10 years is gone and you haven't done that right I mean yeah so, and and then for you then, the breaking of the habit or the key adjustment was to put an analog watch, a little simple little tool, a simple little shift and change, and it has this little, you know, kind of analog little arm, what mm-hmm. do we call those? Clock. Clock uh, hands. Hands. Yep. Hands. Yeah. Uh, that tick around and it kind of just mm-hmm. has this little way of, what does it do to you? Well, it's a fear. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually a motivating fear because yeah, you're watching your life tick away. I know it's a bit of a cliche to say mm. that, but but it really is. And you can't get back those minutes. And I think in, in business, it's pretty well known that you know time is money. Uh, you, you're essentially, when you go to work, you're trading your time for remuneration of some sort. Yeah. Uh, but you, but money is fungible. You can use it on anything. Yeah. But what you can't use it on is buying back the time you already spent. Yeah. And I think watching it tick away is a constant reminder that you know it's 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 better than a calendar. It's better than an email reminder because it's those things will tell you how much time you've got to waste until that's happening. Mm. Whereas a clock is telling you how much time you're wasting right now until that happens. And I think that's that those good. sorts of. It's, it's a terrifying thing, and but you know, fear, like we're talking about with digital stuff, can be a tool if you know how to use it to motivate you. And, yeah. And I think you know, for for me, you know, I think for a lot of other people, when you find yourself doing a job or going into a role or a career, it might have been a good idea at the time, or you might have just slipped somehow into it. And then, as you say, ten years goes past super quick, and you look back and you go, was any of that really? my idea was I in control at any point you know because it's there's only 12 months in a year but those 12 Mm. months often look very very similar 10 is not a large number but that's a long big chunk of your time yeah Um, and I think taking a bit more control over your time will bleed back into taking more control over your decisions in your day and your in your direction I thought I 
That's the plan anyway. That's so good. So you're, you're, let's say for example, you have a day where it comes along and you've, you know, inadvertently filtered into coasting, don't even know you're doing it. And then next minute your watch kind of grabs your attention. What, what is going through your, pro, what, what's going through your thoughts at that point? What, what, what happens to kick you back into gear? Well, there was get a, you off your laurels. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think it's it's a discipline uh, thing. It's not a it's not a emotions can be you know if if I was to be scared all the time about it, then I probably would just be paralyzed. So the fear has to turn into a discipline. When the time is ticking away, you know the the best thing to do is just do the hard thing first. Easy things are always oh. coming. Whatever that part of the project is, you'll get to the easy things. But what your brain will be constantly saying is, this is too hard to start, or this is too hard to restart. But if you, as the Greeks used to say, you know, part of Stoicism is you, you, you start you start with the hard things first. Get them yeah. out of the way. Yeah. And often the best place to do that, depending on your, if you're a morning person or not, is first thing in the morning. Yeah. Coffee, maybe. Don't eat until 10 o'clock-ish, because that sort of ruins your brain a little bit. And then get straight into the hard thing. Once you get that out of the way, I think the rest of the day you, you can feel a little easier if you start to coast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Love it. Was there a moment in your life that this kind of you know, kind of kicked in for you where you're like, crap, <laughs> it's time to wake up? Yeah, I, I think there was when you're sort of changing you know, especially with freelancing, you can sort of get into a bit of um, you know, maybe you want your mornings to yourself or maybe you want your afternoons to yourself. And, and that's fine, but that might be your brain sort of whispering in the background, you know, be a little, it's okay to be a bit more lazy. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> I know you want to go go kayaking, go on your scooter or whatever, but, you know, just, that's fine. It's not a problem. But then I realized uh, it was probably about a year and a half ago, maybe a bit longer, that although I'm an afternoon person and I do all my best work in the afternoon evenings, I always have. Mm which is a bit hard when you're working in a nine-to-five salary job, but still, whatever, um, that I wanted to, maybe I should just use my mornings for whatever I wanted. And then I realized, actually, no, that's, that's kind of, that's unfair on me because if I'm, if I'm, you know, working in the afternoons and that's when it's the best time for me, and obviously, right. then I'm actually robbing myself okay. of some some enjoyability. So I decided to get a watch and just be like, no, mornings are where I do the hard stuff. Afternoons are where I do the stuff that's a little bit more fun for me. And it's it's turned out well. And I'm actually getting more productive um, by taking a little bit more control and realizing who I am, what sort of person, and how I respond to, to my hours and my days. So... Yeah, it's a little bit of self-insight, but it was a bit like a revelation, and I think um, buying a watch was was part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm loving this this series, um, which is really you know just talking to our guests about what's that one thing that they do that's been a game changer or helps them live their best life or just help them feel f- a bit free and not so sort of you know kind of um, you know weighed down in life and. The good thing is about it is they're simple and doable, you yeah, know. Yeah. And you know, this could just be a simple little lifestyle change of putting a wasp, a watch, back on your wrist, mm. um, and just being a little bit more aware of the, of the minutes that pass by. And as you say, I love what you just said there about you know giving your yourself your best part of your day. Yeah, I know because. I don't know. I don't know what COVID did to to a lot of people's routines or just their their ways of life. But I know a lot of people who went into lockdown and realised if they can't go out 
to, to restaurants or movies or can't go overseas, why am I working so hard to earn all this money? Yeah. And a lot of people my age, and I'm 34, is, is they're starting to think, well, when all this opens back up again, why, if, if, if I'm just earning money for, for no real reason, I can't spend it, and, and I've lost the habit of spending it, yeah. then why am I working 40 hours a week? Can I renegotiate with my boss, or can I choose something else that I really want to do, and start using this time a little bit more appropriately for themselves? And it's not a selfish thing. I think it's just realizing that some of the weird habits, some of the coasting mm. habits you get into can often just be a big thing like 40-hour work week. Yeah. That is a habit. It's a yeah. weird habit. Yeah. And But we've just been told that that's the way to do things for a long time. And uh, whatever it was, I think COVID sort of gave it a bit of a kick. Yeah, there was a bit of a silver lining, wasn't it, when to allow us to actually realize that we can actually reset. Yeah. You know? I was just talking to someone actually um, this morning around the whole idea of um, – you know, planning in space and time for relaxation and those kind of things. And of course, you know, you can get that kind of, you know, like when you get inbox overwhelmed where it just gets out of control. Oh, and yeah. Sometimes your calendar can be like that, right? And, you know, I actually think, like, I remember saying to someone, how do I deal with my inbox? It's just out of control. And I went, yeah, I'll help. <laughs> Select all, delete, right? right? Yeah. What, what are you so scared of that you can't just push the reset button and go, yeah. you know what, I'm going to start with a blank page. Yeah. And um, and there's something really liberating and empowering about, gosh, yeah. I can do it. And it's a scary thing, might be a bit, a bit of fear involved, I but so. switch that into, you know, motivating you or, or pushing you past procrastination to go, you know what, I actually have the power to, to shift and change these things, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, what you're talking about with time is, you know, is, is you know, likes of COVID is, it's a, you know, it, it enforced a reset button on a lot of us to go, actually, the way that you've been running your life by default, it's necessarily the way it has to be forever. Yeah. And what do I want is probably the best place to start. If you were to sit down with a notepad and write out that, how long would it take you to fill it out because I think a lot of people probably haven't really thought about that and if they if they are constantly reminded about the the hands on the clock ticking their life away so to speak um, you know does, wh why is why is there a fear why is there an anxiety that sort of pops up in the back of their mind because anxiety is the only emotion that doesn't lie right if you're anxious about something something's wrong mm. whatever it is you need to discover what it is but when you say what do I really want out of my day, you know, and, you, and you're honest with yourself, can you actually, do you have the ability to discover that? Have you ever actually asked that question mm -hmm. about yourself? And I think, you know, this is obviously, this, it's not quite a, a mindfulness um, mantra, but, but it is, I think, important now that we have this chance, this sort of, uh, this sort of, this kick, this reset, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, that COVID has given us, this opportunity. It's, uh, I think it's important to start asking those questions about yourself. What do you want? What do you want out of life? Very good. All right. So someone's listening to this today and going, oh, my goodness, I need this. Where the heck do they start? <laughs> At the watch store. I don't know if they still have watch <laughs> jewelry store. Go, go to the jewelry store. And I would, I would suggest buying uh, not just one wristwatch. I, I would suggest buying clocks that you can hear um, around your house. Put one on your desk. Uh, digital clocks, uh, to me, they're just like a gateway drug because as soon as you start looking at anything with an LCD screen, guess where your brain's dopamine will go next? Yeah. Straight to your phone or wow. Facebook or whatever. Wow. 
and so you got to play little tricks on your brain all the time. Mm. It, it's trying to convince you to take the easy route all yeah. the time. Yeah. But you have to convince it that the, the easy route is, is not ready for you. Um, and so buy clocks, put them everywhere, and try to force yourself to to train your brain pathways differently. When, when you look at the clock, it should scare you and motivate you in a positive way, I think, to go and do something hard now. Get that out of the way so you can you can free up time to do fun things for yourself. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> The clock uh, shows you how many hours are in the day, and there just aren't that many of them. No. Mate, what a perfect way to end this little uh, conversation, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been good. And uh, really motivating. Of course, if you want to get a hold of Nathan, uh, Nathan at firsteditservices.com. Uh, he is a guru when it comes to writing. And one smart guy. Like, we just love hanging out and having big chats because this guy is far more intelligent than me because, of course, he loves research. He loves digging things out getting to the bottom, getting to the getting clarity and truth around topics and businesses and, and the brands and all those kind of things. So Nathan, first editservices.com uh, is your man. Thank you, sir. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Well done.